welcome, welcome, everybody. Getting down there, New Year's is coming, Christmas is coming, Kwanzaa is coming, and you are here today on the other page, Radio WBCALP 102.9 FM Boston. My name is Haywood Fennell, and I'm real excited about being here today. We have a special guest and, you know, a few things that I want to touch bases on before we uh, get to our business. Uh, just a couple of things I think you should know about, for the veterans especially. Here we go. Are you a veteran, or do you know a veteran who is struggling with housing due to COVID-19? Veterans, Inc. can help provide support services, including assistance with rent, deposits, utilities, as well as emergency housing, including hotel stays to eligible struggling veterans. If you or someone you know is in need of services, please call 1-800-482-2565 or go online to www.veteransinc.org. Are you a veteran who is struggling with their housing due to COVID-19? Veterans, Inc. can help provide support services, including assistance with rent, deposits, utilities, as well as emergency housing to eligible, struggling veterans. If you or someone you know is in need of services, please call 1-800-482-2565 or go online to www.veteransinc.org. That's for you veterans out there. I hope that you took the time to write down the information that was given because uh, if you need help, that's what, we, that's what we're about here at the other page radio. My life for almost 30 years has changed. My life has changed because I was living in a situation and I thought that I was doing all right. I mean, going to jail wasn't a problem. Making bail sometimes wasn't a problem either. But I was actually doing more to hurt myself and to lose my family than I was realizing. I was addicted. And then one day, I had a hard time. And in that hard time, I made a decision that I wasn't going to waste my life taking chances with my freedom, trying to get back to my family, to my wife and my children. And I changed my thinking, and I changed the way I was living. And boy, am I glad for your prayers that's what got me. The prayers is what got me. That's why I'm able to every day get on my phone or get on my computer and talk to people about life can be beautiful. The darkness can turn into the bright light and you become somebody and no longer nobody. Of course, there's a lot of work involved in that now. You know, it's just not like, hey, I can do this. No, you got to convince yourself you got to open up and listen to other people and sometimes just listen and don't say nothing. Got a special guest today, really one that I'm happy that could take the time from her schedule to come in and talk a little bit with you, with me. Sister Lisa, good morning. How are you? 
Yes, good morning. I'm fine, thank you. Thanks for asking. And you, how are you? So much, so much to talk about this morning. And I just want to welcome you to the other page radio. And what we do here is we try to not just entertain, we try to empower people with the truth. Oh, yes, indeed. We educate ourselves and others. Sister Lisa, how you been the last couple of years? How have you been doing? Tell us a little bit about your darkness turning into light. Okay. First of all, I'd like to uh, thank my higher power, first and foremost, for allowing me to be here to share my story. Well, at least um, like um, a major part of my story, I guess the important part, because I heard you mention uh, surrender and, uh, well, you didn't mention surrender, you, you mentioned prayers and um and prayers um, come from, um, when you believe in prayer, you believe in faith, faith in God. So, yes, uh, I'm an addict, and my name is Leisha. And I came into uh, this, like, uh, sort of the same space in the same place that you came mm-hmm. into, yeah, when okay. you had to do a lot of thinking and a lot of decision-making and a lot of uh, surrendering on my part, me for myself, uh, yeah, surrender, to listen to other people. Uh, they're called our predecessors today that came before us that were walking their talk that had been in the same dangerous, lifeless um situation as myself and as and and yourself and um i listened to learn and learn to listen and uh yeah i um i tried everything though i tried the church i tried uh everything to like um escape that addiction it was just i just i uh i just could not do anything. It seemed like everything was failing. Like the church didn't do it. Like I remember going to church and being um, being um, saved and being um, what do you call it when you go down and walk baptized. And I left the church after being baptized, and I went and copped right on the same corner as the church, and went and sat on the back stairs of the church and used. Mm. So all that being dumped in the water, dipped in the water, and you're going to come up different, and you're going to come up changed, that's not true. That didn't work for you. <laughs> that's not, that's not going to work for anybody. Okay. <laughs> that's not going to happen. Right. And, uh, yeah, so um, it wasn't until um, I went into, like, um, I think I went into, like, detox, like, 12 different times. 12 different times? 12 different times. 12 different detoxes. And, uh mm. Well, it might have been like three detoxes, like um, like three times each. You know what I mean? Four times each. No, I'm just I'm just saying, twelve times. is is uh, it's not it's not a show number that I'm I'm talking about. I'm talking about the, you know, the determination of trying to stop using that you were pursuing. Yes, that's absolutely. what I'm talking about. I'm I'm not talking about uh, today. I'm not talking about uh, you know the horrors themselves, but I'm talking about the struggle 
to shake the horrors and to finally be able to stand up, Sister Lisa. Yes, like sir. Like you're doing. Yes, sir. Well, I I don't know. I, I don't know how many AA and NA meetings I've gone to, but it seemed like nothing seemed to work. Nothing seemed to work. And it wasn't until uh, one day, well, it'll be three years, February the 18th, February 18th, you say? Yes, coming. February 18th coming will be three years ago. I walked into the Nation of Islam to stand in their food pantry line at 11 Washington Street in Dorchester, Massachusetts. And you were standing in the food line? I was standing in the food pantry line. Okay, all right. And I had intentions on going to cop a little something, pick up something and go home. And I had a bag of free food. I had money on me. So I said, you know what? I'm going to um, give back to the community, and I'm going to be a good sport with the good heart that I have and donate $100. And I asked the sister, how can I donate $100? And she said to me, she said, well, sister, she said, come, come here, let me talk to you. So she pulled me to the side, and she... Um, she talked me into buying two books. I bought two books. <laughs> and then uh, she asked me, She said, well, she told me that there was an orientation going on and that I could be involved in the orientation if I was interested. And I said, yeah, sure. I'd love to because I love information. Um, I don't care how down and far down in the dumps I am. I, I've always loved information especially if it was anything to help me get from out of being down in the dumps. And, or at least try. Yeah, you got to try. Yeah, so I went in the back room back there with her, and uh, orientation was going on, and something happened to me during that orientation. I There were other women there? There there was um, two other women there. Okay. And me and this sister, um, we stuck in there. Like the other sister, I'd never seen her anymore after that day. But this other one particular sister is, she's doing her, What you doing? Yeah, she's doing exactly what I'm doing. She's hanging in there. She's doing her thing. She's gotten married already and had mm-hmm. a child already. Okay. Yes, but uh, something came over me. I believe it was the spirit. Okay. The spirit of God. Mm-hmm came over me and um, heard my sincere cry and plea out to him and changed me. For, oh, my goodness. Just yeah. one minute. This, this is a story this. that it sounds like it's too good to be true, but it is true. This is my life, and this is what happened. We're going to hear that. We're going to hear that, but just let me make a, an announcement here to who our guest is. This is at the Other Page Radio, and we are talking to Sister Lisa, who is— has saved her life and just given some points on what that struggle is all about. This is the other page radio, WBCALP 102.9 FM, Boston. And we are back with our guest, Sister Lisa. Go ahead, Sister Lisa. Yes, sir. That struggle is real. And and anybody knows knows, um, that addiction knows that that is a struggle that is a tough uh, one. It's a tough one. It's a very tough struggle, absolutely. And um, 
people that don't have any experience, maybe they may have a family member that is uh, caught up in the grip mm. of a continuous um, and progressive illness. Right. Um, How's your family taking it now? Oh, my family uh, is so happy. They are so um, amazed three years and excited. Yes, three years sir. coming up in February. Yes, sir. Listen, yeah. listen. I have an older brother. I'm older than him, but he's my oldest brother. Mm-hmm. And he says that, um, you know, I hear stories all the time. Brothers be telling me, I seen your brother. In this, and and uh, and I said, yeah, um, you know, I want to, um, what's your sister's phone number? Or, or tell your sister, I said, hi, my brother. He, he said, they always tell me that my brother said, listen, listen. <laughs> yeah. Hands off that. You can leave that one alone. You can forget about that thought. Yeah. Like, Yeah. <laughs> So you've earned a you've earned a, a role of respect, Sister Lisa. Absolutely, as a direct result of your changing your thinking, so you're no longer involved in some of the things that you were involved in, without going into a lot of detail. Because one of the things that we want to do here is we want to empower. You said that you like information and sharing information, which is based on the truth. It's a wonderful thing to have as a weapon to change because it's a very hard idea, isn't it? It is. And and you mentioned, like, I'm not involved with um, some of the things. I'm not involved with none of the things that I was involved in before. Like, I um, I used to be a cigarette smoker. I used to be a drinker, a heavy drinker. Um, and I have given all that up, like, and I could never see a way out of drinking and using drugs. I, right. I could never see a way out. But there is a way out. There is a way out. There's another way to live. There's a, uh, a um, change does take place and you become transformed into this um, a new person. What about your diet? Oh, how to eat to live. Uh, the Nation of Islam cannot stress that enough. Uh, how to eat to live. We are disciplined to eat one meal a day, and that's between the hours of four and six. And if you're not hungry, you don't have to eat. And uh, eating will save your life, and eating will take Take you out of here, too. Mm -hmm. That's right. Um, Food, and today, like, everything is, um, everything, all the food today is... um, Laced with all kind of um, additives, additives, and that's right. Thank you. And uh, it's a. Uh, um, Tell me about the uh, orientations. Are those classes still going on? And where are they oh, going? Oh yeah, on? of course. Let's, can you give us an address and a time? Yes, because some of our listeners might want to benefit yes. from that. Okay. Well, there's two things happening right now. They just opened up a torchlight recovery. Um, for Alcoholics Anonymous uh, meetings for the women on Monday night from 6 to 7 p.m. and on uh, Tuesday nights from 6 to 7 for the men. The orientation to be to uh, to enlist in the Nation of Islam is on a Saturday, but you come and you can come and you can attend as uh, the mosque meeting on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. And then after the meeting, you can uh, 
you know, give you information and let someone know that you're willing to um, come to the mosque and, uh, you know, and, and do for self and be a part of the Muslims, you know, and help make a change in your life and the lives of others in the community. Well, yeah. one of the things that I, I want to say again uh, to you is congratulations on your decision to do some better things in your life and with your life. The other thing that I want to say to our listening audience is that this is the other page radio, and I'm an excited myself, and I've been blessed to have 28 years, you know, without a drug, and that includes cigarettes, which I never really liked, but I did it as a part of the getting high ceremony, you know. But I'm so grateful. I am so grateful that I'm sitting here talking to this sister from the Nation of Islam uh, about how we can change, how we must not give up on ourselves, how it is not easy. I mean, if you've been doing something for a period of time, without God, you're not going to be able to change it overnight. you got to be ready for the devil and the lies that go with that. I was living a lie, but... You know, over the years, I've been able to solidify myself and my life through truth. And what we're hearing today from Sister Lisa is the truth. And the truth will shame the devil every time. I am so proud of this lady, this woman, this black woman who decided that she didn't want to accept seconds in her life. She's in the Nation of Islam, and this is be her third year. How did you enjoy uh, being around people, Sister Lisa, for the period of time that you've been around? How, how, how did you receive that? Yes, the truth will make you free. I have never been impacted, positively impacted, by a bunch of soldier sisters and soldier brothers ever before in my life. Like, uh, there's some heavy hitters up in the mosque. Um, these people, um, and I have to give thanks to the, because uh, it's all the teachings of the Honorable Minister um, Farrakhan. Louis Farrakhan. Actually, I wanted to say the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. The Lamb, the Lamb. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, yeah. uh, yes, and uh, th these people are powerful people. I'm telling you, the first day I went in there, Three years ago, I left out of there, and I and I told you, like my story was, I was had intentions on going to buy myself a little something. Mm -hmm. When I, it wasn't unlike when I left the church when I was baptized and went and sat on the church back stairs and you was getting, and was using. I left the mosque that day and I went home and made myself a dinner, cooked myself a dinner, took my time, cleaned my kitchen, washed it dishes and uh, <laughs> yeah it was very clean about cooking myself a nice meal and that was my high and I, and <laughs> the fact that I you know completed uh, and accomplished that and went to that um, orientation that was all that was on my mind it had consumed my whole train of thought yes Yes, and That's I was change I was there. so amazed with myself mm -hmm. that I had sat in that and I was so amazed with the sisters. I remember on the way out the door, the um, 
the captain pulled me to the side and she said to me, she said, sister, will you be coming back next Saturday? And I said, yes, ma'am. And she said, well, uh, can I tell you to, um, when you come back next Saturday, can you put on uh, a little bit more clothes and dress a little bit more appropriate? Because <laughs> I had like hardly nothing on, you know, because yeah. I was in the street and I was trying to attract somebody's attention, you know. Right. <laughs> and I was hurting myself, you know. Um, and uh, So much has changed in your life. Oh, my goodness. We're going to yes, take sir. a little break right now. We'll be right back. Are you a veteran who is struggling with their housing due to COVID-19? Veterans, Inc. can help provide support services, including assistance with rent, deposits, utilities, as well as emergency housing to eligible, struggling veterans. If you or someone you know is in need of services, please call 1-800-482-2565 or go online to www.veteransinc.org. Again, this is the other page radio, and I just want to say that our guest today is Sister Lisa from the Nation of Islam. But before I go any further in this program, I just want to remind the veterans out there that uh, there's so much going on in the air around these viruses, etc., that uh, if you haven't had your check-in or your shots, you can go over to the VA in Jamaica Plain or the one in West Roxbury or the one in Brockton, and get that attention uh, done. You know, veterans are an overlooked and underused community resource, and uh, we want you to have the information because information is powerful. Take care of yourself. And don't be ashamed because you're dealing with some trauma and you have to have some help. Nobody's going to know it until you say it. And you know, we know that there are veterans over there at Mass and Cash in that area that are sleeping outside and using the curb of a sidewalk or the street itself as a pillow at night for those that can lie down. There are veterans everywhere that need help. Let's help them build that self-respect. Again, veterans, we love you. We're here for you. Our guest again today is Sister Lisa Renal getting ready to wrap it up. But Sister Lisa, can you just tell us what your future looks like now since you are in recovery on the strongest side in the nation of Islam with three years of recovery, three straight years of recovery come February the 18th? Oh, my future looks very bright, Brother Haywood. I am enrolled in... Roxbury Community College, which I will be starting next semester on January the 18th, no, January the 16th, excuse me. And I am, uh, take, I'm going to take acting classes. Uh-oh. Yes, sir. Did you say acting? Acting classes. You must be getting ready to come out with it. <laughs> <laughs> I have wanted to be an actress all of my life. I, I'm telling ever since eight years old, I was in the mirror in my grandmother's house in her living room mirror with a uh, hairbrush, you know, singing to Denise Williams. <laughs> yes, sir. So I'm looking forward to that. Well, and, we certainly uh, want you to come out with when we start our auditions. Okay. Uh, We're going to be doing some classes. Thank you for giving me this opportunity uh, to say to you and to our listening audience that uh, in January uh, we'll be preparing to 
wrap up uh, the the production part and go right into sessions for creating our community-based theater institute where we will teach dramatic theater. We will teach how to use your voice. We will teach how to do movements on stage. And, and we will be teaching how to work the cameras, how to do prop and set design, how to do the theater from the back of the house to the front of the house. Ooh. That is going to be what we're going to be doing. So you're going to see it on Facebook and other outlets for information, and you're going to see some flyers in the street because we want to teach our history through performance. The Oscar Michelle Family Theater Program Company, our website is T-H-E-V-O-M-T-C dot com. The Oscar Michelle website is the T-H-E-O-M-T-C dot com. Our guest today has been a lady that's changed her life and living her life differently in a positive manner. And we just want to thank Sister Lisa for coming in and talking about her new experience as a black woman in the United States of America living here in Boston. Thank you so much, Sister Lisa. We look forward to having you come back and keep us up to date on what you're doing and how you're growing and flowing over at Roxbury Community College in January. Thank you so much, and we wish you peace and love. Thank you. You're welcome, Brother Haywood. Are you a veteran who is struggling with their housing due to COVID-19? Veterans, Inc. can help provide support services, including assistance with rent, deposits, utilities, as well as emergency housing to eligible, struggling veterans. If you or someone you know is in need of services, please call 1-800-482-2565 or go online to www.veteransinc.org. Back again, folks. Uh, that was a great interview uh, with Sister Lisa from Nation Islam. We get her back. Uh, we want to remind you of the things that's going on in our community around our veterans. I mean, you got uh, wars going on and all over the world. People attacking. The capital of the United States of America, veterans hiding that they are veterans, ashamed of the traumas, etc., that they went through and that they can't talk about today. And people in Congress are talking about continuing the war in the Ukraine and what's going on? right on the televisions for us to see the atrocities that are going on worldwide. I mean, people right here in America being terrorized, right wing, left wing, no wings. We got to be better than that. It's not about climate change. It's about people change. This is the other page radio. My name is Haywood Fennell. And I just want to let you know that we can be better, we can do better, 
especially in the area of taking care of our veterans. We're not doing that. We'll take and look right here in Roxbury and see the need for having a multi-purpose center for our veterans. Even though it's in Roxbury, which is a predominantly black community or black and brown community, we don't segregate ourselves from our brothers and sisters that wore the uniform of the United States military. Of course, there were times when black veterans all the way back to the American Revolution sought to fight for a freedom that they're still fighting for if they wear the uniform or if they wore the uniform and came out. We're still fighting for our freedom. We've been excluded from everything. And we can't have a veterans' comprehensive healing center in our community. I get all kind of thank yous and words of encouragement, but I don't see any tangibles. I don't see any plans for housing for our veterans. I see spaces that are filled up now with housing, and I don't see any veterans working in that area because the people that are being hired, the most that I've seen, are not from this country. They're not from the United States of America. They don't know anything about American history. They don't know anything about the contributions made by black and later on brown veterans. And I just think that the commissioner of the city of Boston Veterans Service, Robert Santiago, I think that the mayor, Michelle Wu, I think that the Secretary of Veterans Affairs, Cheryl Poppy, for the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, should not ignore veterans in the manner that they're being ignored. They got to know that we're not being treated with respect. They got to know it. This is the other page radio. My name is Haywood Fennell, and that message is for those that are in leadership but are not leading when it comes to helping our veterans. Veterans do not need to be in homeless shelters. This is the United States of America. What we have has happened is that you have a lot of people that see veterans, if they're seeking elected office, they will come out and they will say, we're going to do this and we're going to do that, and push come to shove, they didn't do anything. I am tired of people in leadership positions and elected officials talking to me about what a great job we have and we don't have the resources in our community to take care of our veterans. This is the other page radio. I'm getting warm now because I got to warm you up because it seems as though this apathetic position has caused us to be off track, off center. How can you take American dollars in the billions and don't take some of those billions and do some real work for veterans. How can you do that? Why are you doing that? Who told you to do that? Somebody had to make a decision to ignore 
our veterans in the manner that they're being ignored. Veterans that are incarcerated and coming out of incarceration, there are no special programs for these men that went to war in different times. They came out and they didn't get debriefed, deorientated for military habits. Okay? Veterans back during the time of the Vietnam era were given less than honorable discharges because of the substance abuse that they encountered because of their inability, their, their inability to deal with orders, defiance that came about, and addiction. When it was decided that substance abuse disorder was treatable, hundreds of thousands of veterans had already been discharged with bad paper. And now they got to fight to get the restoration so that they can get their benefits. Because it seems as though, and if you go down by mass and cash, that everybody is using I went to the Boston Medical Center last Saturday evening and enrolled for emergency treatment for my back. And the lady told me that it would be a little while before I got served, and I found out why. That triage room where you go in that's located in the emergency room section, I didn't see one doctor with a white coat on, a smock, or a nurse with a smock on walking in that particular area. What I did see, what I did see were people plainly suffering from substance abuse and mental health disorder with their backpacks as pillows and every chair in there, sleeping or nodding. I sat there for an hour and a half and never saw anybody. And all the nurse could tell me was, I told you so, sir. And now I'm telling you out there, we have to change the way that we look at people that are suffering from substance abuse and mental health disorders. We can't judge them because it could be you or a family member that makes a wrong decision and find themselves sleeping or nodding in the hospital when they came there supposedly to get treatment. It was cold that night. So a lot of those people were in there and saying anything to stay warm and to nod and sleep. Can we do better? I believe we can. How? I believe that the people that I called out on before, Commissioner Robert Santiago, Secretary of Veterans Services for the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, Cheryl Poppy, uh, the lady that's in charge of Boston City as mayor, Michelle Wu, 
and her staff, her immediate staff, need to spend a night or two nights down on Mass and Cash and see that a lot of the people that are there do not have addresses that fit the addresses for Boston. They are from out of town. And the sad part, the very sad part, is that you see all these blue lights as though they are welcoming other addicts because this is the place where people die, not try. Police officers sitting in their vehicles with the lights blinking, but they're not outside of their vehicles unless there's an emergency. Mm-mm, they're not moving. This is the other page radio. My name is Haywood Fennell. I'm just trying to give you some information because information is what you need if you want to be aware and if you want to be alive. Things are not the same, and they are getting worse. Get some attention if you haven't had your shots yet. Go to the VA hospital in Jamaica Plain. Go to the VA hospital in West Roxbury. Go to the VA hospital in Brockton. Get what you need. Don't wait until you start getting the symptoms, and now you all of a sudden you want to go take care of yourself. It's real, folks. People are dying and not trying, and we don't want that to happen to you or our veterans. This has been a great show. I want to thank you for being a part of my day, and I'm wishing all of you out there a happy, very happy holiday season, uh, Kwanzaa, uh, all of those holidays that we have to celebrate. I wish you have that. And God bless you, and thank you again so much. 